my stomach just made a really weird noise there. I wonder if it did it come out? Did it come out on on cam? On not cam, radio cam, aka microphone. Hello, happy new year. I hope you've had a lovely Corona Christmas. It's been awful, hasn't it? So let's not say it hasn't been awful. It's been very different, but we're here together now, reveling in my lovely voice on the downbeat podcast with these this road broadcaster pro this isn't an advert so don't skip this is the first full episode recorded with my roadcaster um and my pod mic and i think it sounds good and it's obviously one of my favorite episodes because it's with one of my fucking bezies and um, we'll get onto that in a minute i just had a lovely chat i'm recording this intro immediately after the podcast, which I don't normally do. Normally I let it stew for a few days. Um, I have since found out from recording this intro that I shouldn't have had my MacBook plugged in and charged while I was recording because there's a couple of moments of interference where I'm still being a fucking idiot making podcasts. I basically need to not work with a laptop anymore. So I'm buying a PC, not Mac, and it's just going to live in here and it will be constantly set up and there'll be no variables. And thanks to the people at the Patreon, I have the money to do that. So big up to them if you want to join the Patreon. This bit's an ad. It's a pound a month. You don't get anything other than maybe sometimes you get an episode early. Um, but that's why it's only a quid. If you don't want to do that, buy a T-shirt from www.thedownbe.at. If you don't want to do it, so it spells downbeat. Fuck me and you forgot my own catchphrase. If you don't want to do that, then why not head over to my Twitch and just watch me do boring shit like make coffees and whatever and oh, I fucking hate this. I hate self-promotion, but I'm a grustler baby. I'm a grustler baby, so why don't you kill me? Nice bit of uh, Beck there. What's Beck up to? Anyone? You can't reply. The last I heard, he, he released a whole album on sheet music only. Never really figured out how it went. It was either a genius idea or a terrible idea. Anyway, my guest this week is Samuel David Carter. Literally my best friend in the whole fucking world. And the singer of chart-topping Noise Nicks Architects. Talk about the new album for those who wish to exist. I was making sure I was getting it right there. Out February the 24th. Um, we talk about getting through lockdown, recording a whole album through lockdown. Talk about brain health. Talk about just fucking... I, I want to say, sometimes I do these and it's like catching up, but I speak to Sam almost every day. So it was, it was actually a little bit more regimented the last time he was on the podcast, I met him on their tour bus and we hadn't actually spoken in a while, so it was a bit of a catch-up as well. This one, I really was a bit professional about it, you know, delving deep into the things I think you want to know. Um, that's about it, guys. Sorry there's been radio silence. I've been moving house. It has been very, very stressful. I didn't even have fucking legs for this desk. I didn't have the internet. I still don't have the internet. I'm uploading this using my phone. Um, it's been très difficile, as the French say. 
Anyway, Sam with David Carter on the Downbeat Podcast. Wow. Absolutely stellar time. Efficient. Oi. I can see the waves really popped on the on the thing. Really there. popping on, on the sync up. Well that's because you're you know, famously you're a drummer. Sam, yeah. this is this is my favourite episode. Already. It's, it's three seconds long. <laughs> the last episode is my favourite. Yeah. Most people who have like like press jobs or whatever. Mm. They're doing Sam Sam from Architects with the, with a hit album coming out, mm. um, and they would have a load of questions written down. Yeah. I don't have any. No, it's funny because I've done so many of those interviews over Skype recent, not Skype, Zoom. What year are we in? Um, and uh, I'll be honest with you, it's been really boring. Um, it always is, uh, but I've not had this set up to do that. So now, you know, there's no questions to be asked, and I have arguably the, the proest setup I've ever had. I mean, I see you there with your SM7. Mm. I've got my Rode pod mic. We're just we hopefully sounding like two, like just like a ra- like a Radio 2 or Radio 4 drama. I haven't used this microphone for about four years. Four, maybe five it's years. It's just been under my stairs delightful well no. i have given it to other people as well i just i never really used it so i sort of lent it out to friends and stuff and forgot i had it and then when we went into lockdown i was like i need this because it'll be handy when i do a downbeat that's literally what came to my head yeah and then you bought the xlr and the stand for me so we could mm-hmm. do this i'm joining you in solidarity on your dry january by having a fake Lacroix <laughs> called <laughs> ledjo lee where's that from um tesco nice i need one of them four for two pound fifty or something scottish raspberry flavor as well not none of that english oh shit maybe it's a scottish thing weird up here (laughs) they love like just having a a scotland fucking everything has to be scottish well you would distance yourself from that fucking horrible country we live in the England's I'm hoping right now I'm up here homeowner you know misses up here I'm hoping there's a referendum yeah and then Scotland's like yeah we'll be a part of the EU and I'm like I'm back baby no visas <laughs> brilliant brilliant um yeah I've got no questions written down we've been if anyone's wondering why, why haven't you because you're the number one like requested you've had Brendan back you've had Will Thompson back why haven't you got Sam back yeah. he didn't have a fucking smash hit album coming out number no. one number two we had planned to do this live didn't we at a brewery yeah, yeah. it was, re- was going to be really really fun and we had the dates and we were talking about how fun it was going to be and then COVID 2 hit a ticketed event yeah it was going to be Limited, socially distanced, and then it we, it, it it pushed back, and then now we're just like fuck it, oh, let's well, do this, whatever. We'll have a little fucking FaceTime. Yeah, it's not like we do it all the time anyway. What are you doing in uh, what what sort of what room are you in there? I'm in my office. I'm in my office. <laughs> oh, isn't doesn't it feel good? This is the first day it's been set up. I sort of I call it my office, and have just sort of been like, oh, I'll just use it for when. You know, do demos and stuff. And basically, it's just a room for my jackets, really. 
It's actually a room for Lycra's jackets as well, yeah. and my downbeat sign, and then like a computer, and that's it. It's just a, just a spare room with just loads of awards in. So oh, normal. <laughs> I see it. I see that in the background up there. Well, there's a few. There's a few. There's a few. There's a nice mirror. Is that a mirror? Yeah, I've got a big gold, big gold mirror behind me. Big gold mirror. Big. Fa- I'm in proper renovations mode. Yeah, it's fun. So, you're, the room um, you're in is sort of a downbeat colour as well. It's nice. Well, here's the thing. It's actually just black, but it, oh, the all, all of that pink is coming. I don't want to. It's no. coming from that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Nice. That 550 pound LED light. Yeah, it's good. That fucking idiot. Um. <laughs> What have you been doing in lockdown then, mate? You've made an album in lockdown pretty much. Yeah, lockdown one. The first the first uh the first one we did an album. Um and then towards the end of the lockdown when it was easing, we shot videos and promos and, and did all that. And you know, by the end of lockdown two, you know, we'll probably be on album ten. So, you know, it's good stuff. Wait, it actually worked out quite well for you because you had like you could do socially distanced drums, yeah, and then it went mad lockdown. But you still had to like write lyrics or whatever. I remember mm-hmm. you saying we were doing the 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 only thing the 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 annoying thing is I I do like I love being there for the the drums. I, I do I enjoy I enjoyed the relationship of being there with Dan and us kind of enjoying getting the sounds and stuff together. Um, so that was a shame to not be in the studio and to not, you know, sort of geek out over it. And I think he enjoys having me there to kind of, if he's got an idea for a fill, sort of double check with me, you know, kind of, and I'll, we throw ideas around. It's just, that's quite fun creatively. Um, but other than that, not much really changed. Um, the guys recorded their guitars at home and then reamped them like we did on Holy Hell anyway. Um, and then me and Dan just recorded all the vocals like holy hell, but we did it in a proper studio this time. And yeah, we went, went to town. Where was the studio? We did it in Brighton Electric this time. Whereas last time we kind of were tracking somewhere near where I live, but it was just like a big room sort of, and we had to pad it out. Whereas now when we were at Brighton Electric, that's where we've rehearsed since we were like kids. Um, I all I remember from that place is the loadings because obviously yeah. when I was drum teching, yeah, it's a nightmare. The nuts, nuts, fucking loadings. Uh, yeah. I just remember because obviously we're crew, we'd have like a whole tour of the crew doing all the hard work, but on that last loading at Brighton Electric, all of you guys were doing it too. Yeah, now Mo- no. moaning, moaning. Yeah, now apps. I don't know where any of our gear is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, yeah, you pay someone else to fucking deal with this shit. Yeah, but that, but yeah, it was it was good, man. It was it was nice to, I mean, good in the. It's obviously shit what's been going on, and it's miserable uh, to think what everybody's been going through. But you know, it's our livelihood. We have we had to go to work, and we had to to keep going as much as we could. So um, slowly but surely, the album started coming together, and we, you know, nobody knew we were doing it as per as per our sort of thing and um yeah we're just grateful to be to to have been able to have done so much was it i mean i remember you saying at one point it was going to be a double album yeah it was yeah there was 22 songs there was 22 and then we cut it down to 15 um because absolutely fuck that yeah why go on what did you have (laughs) 
Did you have seven tracks of shite or? No, I just think they were seven tracks that were probably similar to other things that were going on in the record. And it was just, you know, if you're doing a, a double record, you need a lot of, you know, variety. And, 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 and I felt like 15 was enough of variety. And I feel like there was enough going on on the record for that. Um, rather than the other songs that just, yeah, we were just pretty ruthless with it, you know. And the amount I mean, of time we'd put into those 15 as well, it, it's not like we're like, oh, yeah, that's good. It's like, you know, every song is, I mean, ripped to shreds with an inch of its life left. And then we're like, yeah, okay, that's good. And then we go back to work on that as well. And 15 songs is still, I mean, that's a stray record and a half. How long does it clock in at? What what was the time? I think it's an hour. I think. I think. An hour. I think it's. I, mean, I think is... it's like annoyingly like fifty nine or something. I mean, that's two and a bit straight records. Yeah, but it's good. I mean, Just... like we were thinking before, and I, and I get it. Like there was a lot of, of we've done records that were like eleven songs, and ten songs before. I think Lost Forever was like ten. I can't. Maybe it's not. And someone would be like, No, it was eleven. Um, <laughs> But he doesn't even know. He doesn't even know his own bands. Every, every, everything, every, every amount on them. It doesn't matter. If Shut he's, up. Doesn't matter if he's got fifteen souls because I can't hear a blare. Uh, so anyway, sorry, sorry. So, um, but I think for me and and for, for the rest of the guys, we were just saying like if we had a favourite band that put out a record, you're not going to just go. You're not going to go. Oh, there's oh, fifteen songs. I'm going to listen to the singles and not the rest. You're like you'd be stoked. Someone will be stoked, and we were, we were feeling really creative, and just why not? Why not? You know, I listen Big to time. every sort of rarity possible from my favorite band. So why would I? Why would there be someone out there that wants to hear hear a long album? When's it coming out? Can I release this soon? February, can we talk about yeah, everything? We can, we can right? bring you can bring it out whenever you want. It's where it's out on February the twenty sixth. And it's going to be really great. It's going to be really, it's going to be really great. I love that episode of Extra so much. It's yeah, literally, got a new album it's out. literally mental that you're here. <laughs> Chris Martin, what are you doing here in a factory in Wigan? It's mental. Anyway, I can't. I could spend the whole thing quoting extras with you. Yeah. Um, when you're doing this lockdown shit, yeah. I remember lockdown one. Let's go back. To, let's talk about the lockdowns. I don't like yeah. talking about covid on this but no. i feel like me me and you have been like i, I think you've personally been my rock in yeah, a number yeah. of situations yeah um I, I said i didn't even finish what i was saying there i just said so it just sounded really arrogant <laughs> you've been like you've been my rock and me going yeah 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 but no, what i actually I've, wanted I've to say you. what i actually wanted to say was yeah 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 and you've been mine as well i just stopped talking for some that reason was imposed that yeah. was imposed i got it and i know it um Lockdown one, I remember yeah. you did your Joe, you did your Joe Wicks because we do FaceTimes. So you'd be dripping with sweat. I did Joe right. Wicks, yeah. How long did you keep it up for? Is it still going? I did the whole thing with Joe Wicks. Um, it was, it did stop because I started running. I just realised that what I was actually after was the uh, like adrenaline. And the runners high, man. Well, I think I think actually what it is, it's just like being in a band, isn't it? Six, seven months out of a year, you're used to going on stage and getting a buzz. And nothing can replace that buzz at all. Um, there's nothing fun about running. It's just for afterwards where you're like, okay, 
I feel like I've done something with my day because we live really when we're on tour we live really like regimented lives where you like you know what time you're having breakfast you know what time sound check is you, oh, I, I mean it. you know what time you're on stage you know where you're gonna be like four months in advance and uh i think it's a sort of way of having that control i guess back in my life of like i'm gonna do 25 kilometers this week and today i'm gonna do 10 and tomorrow i'm gonna do five and i don't know it's just something to do you know and the routine yeah yeah it's just the routine and looking for that buzz which i which i think really like actually having some proper counseling made me realize that i was really addicted to that adrenaline of course you're gonna be but i've never thought about it before i never thought about the fact that for our entire lives pretty much since i was 13 i've been playing shows in front of people and then this year i've played one well last year i played one and I've that's probably the least amount of shows I've played since I was 13. I mean, actually, you played two, yeah, two, yeah, two, but the Royal but it was so early, yeah. Are you are you counting Unify as the show, yeah? I'm not counting Royal Albert Hall because you don't get the adrenaline, yeah, why, no there. yeah? There was just no one, it was it was amazing, just um, ghosts, yeah. It, what uh, do you know? What? I got more adrenaline the day after listening, like doing the like listen through with everyone and, and like tweeting about it. Because you see, then like you you feel like everyone else is watching it. Um, but yeah, just running. I think it was a good way to sort of try and get that that buzz and adrenaline and and just feel like I was doing something. Because pretty much, not much has changed in in my life from lockdown one to lockdown two. It's not like I was going and having like fat raves at people's houses. You know, I've just I've just walked dogs and run. So. Hang on, are we in lockdown three now, though? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because it was... The, well, it depends if you count the middle with the tears. Oh, I think it's because I'm in Scotland. I've had three. Yeah, you've you've had... yeah. Cause... I'm in three. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, here's my lockdown. Lockdown one. First half of it, I crushed it. Yeah. And then the dread happened. <laughs> it does. Because at, at first you're like... And I think a lot of musicians were probably like that. We were like, cool. I've been waiting for ages to do nothing. Yeah, and then and it hits. New misses and everything. So it's all exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's still exciting. But yeah. <laughs> but like, I was like, fuck this. I could do this forever. And then it became clear that I was like, this will go away in a few months. And Absolutely. then it became clear it didn't. Then existential crisis. Yeah. Um, and then lockdown two up here, I breezed through it because I, I'd had a little bit of time back in the gym. Mm. I knew like, yeah, I could do another lockdown. Um, I'm not going to lose all my gains. I'm not going to be like, get bad at drums or whatever. And then lockdown three coincided with moving house and things going wrong. And I had a meltdown. It's hard. I mean, lockdown one, I moved house and bought bought a place, which I'd never done before. Um, And the paperwork... Is is insane. I had no idea how insane that was. But then when I got in, like you're probably feeling now, when we got into the place, we were renovating it. So it was like, it was fun to do that. And it was fun to finally have a place where I was like, okay, now I can do what I want with it and, and, and paint it. And I had a, a really great friend, Jake, who is such an amazing guy. He came around and really helped me with everything. But like, 
would let me do some of it as well, would tell me like what I could do and then he'd come in and make it look good. Um which was amazing. But what I found like is... Like what? Like what bits? Well, like I'd come in and like put the mists on and take everything off and get everything ready and, and do the first layers and then he'd come in and make it look like unreal. Um, and, you know, I was like ordering stuff off Etsy to like get tables that look perfect that would fit in these dimensions and record player stands and everything. And then after that, when you're in and then you're in lockdown, you're like, what the fuck am I going to do? Well, I've got that to look forward to because actually all I've had is everything just going wrong since I moved in and yeah. now it's moving out. I've got the, I got this desk from Etsy, a recommendation from my friend Sam actually. Yeah. He said, get a, get a desk off Etsy. It turned up just the top, oh. no legs. Then Christmas happened. Yeah. I finally got the fucking legs yesterday, hence <laughs> me being able to do shit today. It's, it's- Oven... What I like about that stuff, especially like on Etsy as well, is it's just so many people that are really talented at what they do, and they just have these small stores. And then, it, but then it's also amazing because then you can get stuff to fit exactly what you need it to fit as well. So it's best of both worlds. You're helping small companies, and you're also making your house look sick. I think I got almost everything. What didn't I get? Oh, I did get a, a big fat Ikea order as well, unfortunately. Oh, sometimes you go. But I got an Ikea it? sofa, come on. You Isn't know. it? I, got, I actually, I went completely rogue on the sofa. I went on Wayfair, which <laughs> I know so, some people will tell you that it would come filled with children, but it <laughs> that didn't. Was, that was lockdown one, wasn't it? Where it was like, lockdown one, where everyone was like, have you, heard, have you heard this Wayfair thing they're selling children? Like, well, they're not. Yeah. You're Pedo, just a lunatic. Pedos can't... Epstein's got an island full of uh, yeah, of them. sofas full yeah. of kids. And he, <laughs> he stacks them up and then sells it. Um, and I was just like, oh, those two sofas are good. I'm just going to buy the them. Same, those are the same people. The people that came up with that are the, are the ones that are like, I, I'm not going to wear a mask because I occasionally smoke a wife that sets off my asthma to take it away my freedom. Honestly, there was like a the big thing where a doctor was like... There are two disorders which should prevent you from wearing a mask, and it was like cystic fibrosis and uh, COPD. And yeah. if you have those disorders, you shouldn't be in fucking Tesco's anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's so crazy. I, oh yeah, I can't even bother to talk about those people that are so infuriating. Yeah, we are in the midst of the NHS, like completely fucking dying. So let's yeah. maybe talk about your album. Oh, I had one more thing I wanted to talk about. Yeah, the runners high thing. Yes. Right? Because well, I imagine it's actually pretty similar to playing drums, as well. Because I remember from like good. yeah, but I remember like playing drums. You could let off steam at least, and and kind yeah. of and you're actually doing something where there's like impact happening. You know, like with your legs are going and your your whole body's moving. Whereas you know, I was just I was just enjoying getting out and and breathing in some fresh air and like seeing some shit. But some people, like, because you don't do drugs and what you were saying about the, you know, searching for that high, fucking many other people just end up trying a drug and being like, oh, hang on, that's the stage feeling yeah. on my sofa and then it is fucking game over. Well, I think the first time, I've spoken to my counsellor about this as well, but I think the first time you probably do get that high and then every other time after it you're chasing that high. And I'm lucky that I've never really enjoyed drinking at home anyway. Um, I, uh, Wait, or, I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about drinking. Come no, no, on, no, no, no. But I think, I think if I, if I, what I'm saying is I think, you know, 
their people have their like little vices and like i think if i was to be you know, drinking would probably be one of my vices right but i've never really enjoyed drinking at home i never i've never gone down that hill of of hard of hard drugs it's never never been my thing and i'm grateful for that because yeah like i think if you're chasing that high it's it can be brutal mate i i mean i'm proud of you i mean i'm i'm in solidarity with you i'm having this lajoli your dry annuary um haven't i intended to do dry, dry annuary but then my oven got delivered the other day and it didn't work yeah and I, I feel you on that i just went mental i th- i was the closest i've been i've got one camden hells in my fridge and the when i so i basically haven't watched the news or any of those briefings because I, I'm not going to lie, it just depresses me too much and I'll just go on Simple Politics. Shout out whoever runs Simple Politics on Instagram. Get what the rules or whatever is happening on there. It's simple, it's done, and I don't have to listen to a blithering fucking idiot. Um, but I watched one um, because some, I was just worried about the borders and, and there was talk of us trying to get Adam over and I was watching it and then all these stats came up and I was like, fuck me this is dark went to the fridge to start making food and there was literally like the beer was like winking at me like it's been a tough i think i spoke to you that day day. why don't you drink me i'm only 330 mil (laughs) what could go wrong one can hurt (laughs) oh i'm proud of you for sticking through it i got a lot of nice alcohol in for christmas as well so i've got a bottle of uh casamigas tequila hand hand numbered on the back i've got bob dylan's whiskey in unopened don't, see don't talk about it because otherwise you're gonna I'm reach saliv- for the I'm, bottle i'm salivating <laughs> you've got it's a long fucking month as well oh, yeah it's the longest it's the longest but hey nothing else to do is there it's gonna be a bloody wet feb wet feb when i is it dry january or is no, it dry, it's dry january dry january and veganuary you'd think that they would come up with a better month obviously it needs to happen after december but like yeah do you dry <laughs> sounds better but who's gonna have a dry july no i'd rather ju- i'd rather do die i think you'd actually get more praise if you did a dry what you should do actually is do a dry november because christmas is so Pre- brutal pre-game on yeah. yeah on the lungs on the on the liver but oh well, what are you gonna do i mean what really i think 2020 I drank the most I've ever drank in my life, mm. and I didn't go, and I probably didn't go out as much. Yeah, just out of boredom. And you know what? Like when I was in, obviously, thank the fucking lord that I was at Likers, but it was like a small flat. I didn't have a desk or anything like this. Like today alone, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's like honestly, of, no, talking about <laughs> talking about drinking loads in 2020, and you're like, I didn't have a desk, so I just honestly, hit the ball. <laughs> the, the, honestly, right, hear me out, hear me out. So, I did, honestly, I didn't. It's someone else's flat. I didn't have like an area to go didn't, and work. Didn't have so a pen. I did, didn't, I didn't have a didn't pen. Have a fucking, didn't have a desk. <laughs> Didn't, there was pens, luckily. Yeah. But um, I was, I would like. You don't have your there. own spot. You don't have your own like getaway. Yeah. So yeah. if I was doing a podcast, it would be set it all up on a couch. If I was yeah. streaming, it'd be set it up all up on the couch. And I'm a lazy person. The minute I have to do like 20 minutes of work to before the actual work, and then 20 minutes of work afterwards, I'm like, nah, I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I just had a drink. And <laughs> it's fuck. It's been. It's but it's been like. What else are you gonna fucking do? What else are you gonna do? And and, and je- honestly, a lot of you know. I don't want to stereotype. But a lot of people in bands do drink a lot. Like we're, we're, and even if it's not a lot, and people don't think it's a lot, you are drinking a lot. If you have one beer a night for a tour, news just in. That's a lot of beer. You know, it's <laughs> a crate. You've drank a crate. Yeah, but I'm like I'm quite good because. If we're not on a bus tour and we are rarely on a bus tour, I don't drink because I can't handle the ha- like the hangovers. No, so, yeah, yeah. And I, I can't play hungover. Yeah. So back to what we say about the physicality of it. So on tour, I don't really drink. And then yeah. when it was locked down, I wasn't able to play the drums, wasn't able to go to the gym. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. I'm going nuts. Why and not? A, a little bit of that has stayed with me and I am just nipping it in the bud. Yeah, nip just, it a just, bit. Yeah. Just nip, just... Just nipping it down a little bit, but I've, as I said, like I love, I love the social uh, social aspect of sitting in a pub and having a beer with my friends and just sitting around the table all night, just you know, getting drunk and talking there. So for me, without that, and and that's the same same thing with tour. I like going in other bands' rooms and and getting people in our room and giving them drink and us just sitting around and having a conversation. That's my favourite bit. So yeah, and I don't like doing that shit on Zoom. Like I'm not bothered. So oh, dry the Zoom Jan- shit. Dry January is fine. Can fuck off. As I pretty much turn, uh, you know, dry January is fine. I mean, I'm pretty much fucking Snoop Dogg these days, um, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought drop dry January meant everything. Nah, no, no, you gotta have a little bit. Oh, you're fucking fine then. Yeah, yeah, easy. All right, tell me this from like, I'm, I don't think you'll mind me saying this, mm. fellow mental person. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No stigma. Just yeah. both absolutely, you know, bar me. Yeah. Um, how do you cope with weed? Uh, I've, I've literally just had a conversation about, oh, I'm probably going to take, take a bit of time off it. Um, but it's, it's fine. Just little, little, little amounts and, and like really good clean stuff. Good, good clean, good clean fun. Because yeah. I like, I'm so neurotic that I just can't touch weed anymore. Yeah, I definitely had that when I was younger. Drove me crazy. I wrote a song about it. I wrote, wrote pretty much a whole record about it. Hollow Crown was about the whole album. Well, most of the album was about you know me getting stoned in my friends' cars and being a stupid teenager. Um, but I now, did not know that. Well, especially early grave. I remember writing early grave. I remember going out, getting really stoned and then being terrified on the way home that someone was following me in a car. Like, and I was, I like freaked out, ran in a field and was like terrified. Got home, wrote that song, went to bed and woke up and was like, oh, cool. Song's written. That's you good. woke up and then... That's good. It's a good album. It's just very top-endy. It's like, I said this, I think I was on stream the other day talking about Daybreaker. Yeah. I think Daybreaker, if it had good production, would yeah. be top three for me. I'd like a re-mix and master. It's very squishy. Yeah, I have to deal with Century Media and I can't bother to do that. Hooray! Yeah. Um, right, back onto the being mental thing. You Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. As, um... Obviously, before anyone goes, are you, are you stigmatizing? I'm only I'm allowed to say that word because yeah, very open about it. Yeah, um, my brain is fucked. 
Mm. Right, because you've mentioned a couple of times, counsellor. Yes. We uh, didn't talk about this on the last podcast. No, when yeah. did that start? Why did that start? How I, has it been? I have had... I've had a counsellor... Well, I had one before... When Tom was ill, I had one. Um, and then when Tom passed away, for some reason, I didn't think I needed one for a while. So I became very unbearable. <laughs> probably went... Probably when you most needed one. Absolutely. Uh, I became pretty pretty unbearable to be around. Um, and then, yeah, I just really, I had a couple of like relationships fall apart through me just not really looking after myself and kind of just being uh, just hard to be around. And instead of doing that classic thing where you like, as a, I feel like as a male where you, uh, you go like, oh yeah, she's crazy um i didn't do that i was like something's happening in my life where all these relationships i'm in of of falling apart why is this uh and it's me so it was um kind of just going like yeah i'm not the finished article and i need, I need to do some work on myself and, and try and look after myself and then also have someone to talk to about tom that isn't a magazine um or you know five six thousand people staring at me wanting to know what i think think about it um but it was really good and i think the best thing i ever did was i i started on i, I was like looking for a counselor and kind of you know realizing that i needed to go and and kind of looking for like the cheapest way out of it and kind of being like okay right i'll just get like a, a medium level uh and give me the mega fine. pack yeah give just, me the mega uh, mega bundle yeah um and then earlier in the middle of, of 2020 i just thought like i need to i'm you know i, I try and re think about it in the sense of like you would go to a bar and buy around for people and you wouldn't fucking second guess it right but for some reason when it comes to looking after yourself like how much is this gym membership or how much is my mm. counselor you start going oh that's a bit much so i just thought all right i'm gonna get i'm gonna find the best fucking guy in brighton and like I don't care. Like if 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 I have to be careful with my money, it's fine. I'm looking after myself. It'll it'll work out. And it was the best thing I've ever done. You know, it's just it's it's really helped me. Really, really helped me. But I think throughout moving into the second lockdown and and around Christmas and and especially now during dry January has made me be like, okay, I've, it's made a, a big difference. But I think also the whole holy hell album cycle was just so tom based and you are looking at five people that still don't have the answers but are being really open and talking about it but then you also feel like there was a, such an expectation to, to discuss everything that was happening all the time that yeah it was like every night going and opening up a room full of horrible memories and running around it and then going and telling six seven thousand people what's going on when you don't know what's going on so every night yeah so it was i think moving into you know this period of writing a new record and and trying to just be like what do i need right now yeah so i mean yeah. i did i said that when when josh was like worrying about holy hell yeah. i just said i think i said it to all of you i was like for all of you this making this album and recording it and touring it will be the hardest thing you ever do yeah yeah it was for all the all the obvious reasons yeah Plus, new brain in the yeah, band, yeah, um, and having to put trust in that, and then him having to put trust in you, 
Yeah. And then also the touring, very dark subject matter every single fucking night. Yeah. But... And then also dealing with becoming a bigger band. Like it was... Like that's hard to deal with in itself, let alone very big. having all that stuff. Because it was like, you know, a, holy hell was like a a fucking whirlwind where you just like all of a sudden you turn up to these venues and you're like, this is insane. This isn't London. This is like somewhere in Germany where you just didn't think it would happen or you're in Australia and playing with like 6,000 people and you're like, this is mental. Um, But then knowing that you... I'm not going to phone in those discussions about him. I'm not going to... I can't I can't say the same thing twice. I never have. I, yeah. I've never said the same thing twice because I would just feel like it was it was fake. So it's like... So I'm, you have to think about it every yeah, night. Go in and go in. Fucking hell, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I've had a counselling. You know, I'm not, I'm not the finished article. I'm still, I'm still on antidepressants. I, I have been for a while and I don't, I don't feel any shame about that. And do you know what I did at first? Like when I first went on, I really did. And I'm like, actually, that's fucking crazy. That's just, that's just society making you feel like you're crazy because there's a sort of chemical imbalance in your head. And, you know, I think, I, I just think it's really important for, for people to hear it from someone that isn't going to just sit down and, and go, you know, it's okay not to be okay. And it's, it's, it's I, I think sometimes you just got to speak in a, like a normal way. Like, yeah, I feel fucking insane today and also the people the people who like have and they mean well but the people who have no previous history with like genuinely bad mental health like i mean you know thinking the worst possible shit oh there's something else i want to talk about yeah um but like the people who say like oh man have you tried cbd like it worked for me it's like listen i'm so glad that worked for you yeah but yeah. some people really do have a chemical imbalance in their brain that yeah. needs altering with with what has been currently proven yeah. to do that. And I know they're working with fucking mushrooms and shit. Which will be cool. Natural. And like I trust, I, I like the idea of that. And I, and I remember actually taking mushrooms on Warp Tour with uh, Tom down and Ali. And the next day, just feeling, honestly, just feeling like my brain had like been taken out, washed in a bowl. <laughs> And then just put back in my head, and it was like nothing matters. <laughs> like, my my last mushroom trip feels like somebody just took my brain out, pissed on it, set fire to it, made it in eight eight bit, made it in eight bit fucking game with loads of sharks and fucking pits that you can fall down, yeah. all green, giant fucking castles. It was horrible, but There's... I do believe before it went wrong. It actually went wrong when I smoked an eighth of weed on my own halfway through. Um, Before it went wrong, it was good. And I think microdosing could be a good antidepressant. I think think back to that time of doing doing them on Warped and we were in the middle of fucking nowhere. I I really, I honestly really can't remember where we were. And there was a few things that happened. One of my favourite bits was we all bought bmx's on that tour because we didn't have enough money to get cabs and stuff to and from towns to go and get vegan food and um the catering wasn't like the best on that tour we didn't know what it was going to be like so we just got these cheap like 70 dollar bikes and then like halfway through the night i guess like about midnight or whatever we're like let's go on the bikes yeah yeah this would be great we'll ride our bikes around so on we, mushrooms. On mushrooms. So all four of us because we're like fuck we we i mean we still are but then with the four of us, we were like 
like sheep who would just follow each other everywhere. And if one of us would go off somewhere, we'd turn up somewhere else. So we're cruising around this small town and it's like the town from E.T. Like every house is perfect. And it was so weird because we'd never seen that side of America before because you normally just see a venue or you're in a town centre, right? Yeah. So we're like riding around and honestly, it felt like I was flying on my bike. Like E.T. Like E.T. <laughs> and then the next thing I remember is we were back in this, we laid down in the road, actually the road, um, and then this car went past us to go into the Warp Tour car park and it was uh, Bo from Bless the Fool, who's a really lovely guy, real, like, complete sweetheart. And they honked their horn to, like, be like, what are you guys doing? And I think I think it was Ali. He just went, just got up and just went, oh, get fucked. It's <laughs> such a, an in-betweeners style oh. fucking thing to do. And then, and then we got back to the bus and... Like, we, we hadn't spoke to him yet, but Charlie Simpson, who was in Busted, and obviously he was in Fightstar and lots of other bands, we hadn't met him yet, but he was on Warp Tour and was doing the acoustic tent just by himself, and he was, like, just playing these songs. Obviously, growing up in England, you're, like, remember Busted being massive yeah. when you were a kid. So we're on the back of this truck, again, lying down, just really high, smoking a joint. <laughs> trying to like bring ourselves back out and then charlie just pops his head around the corner and he's like all right guys i just thought i'd come over and say hello in my mind i'm like is this happening that... <laughs> yeah have i just hallucinated one of the members of the biggest boy band in the uk or is he actually on warped i can't remember a massive tory apparently oh well, yeah um, I didn't. I didn't know. Someone just. Someone just filled me in with that. He was like, "Yeah, it's a massive tour." Oh, that might be Frank Turner. I don't no, know. Yeah. One of them's a massive. One of those fuckers is a massive fucking. My tour. other. My other highlight of that was I didn't think that the streams were working, and none of us thought they were working. I remember we were we were watch we were watching Bring Me because Bring Me were closing the stage at Warp that day, and then we just all started getting the giggles really badly. And then we, I was walking back to the bus and looked up and I saw a plane go over the top of me. Um, but then the plane transformed into a giant upside down burning cross. And I was like, here we go. <laughs> here we go. See, that would have been mine from the get go. Yeah. Started with the burning cross. There's a lot, ended with there's a lot flaying. more, there's a lot more crazy stories, but I, I really don't want to fill this podcast up with just one trip. <laughs> that's funny though i like it we'll do it we could do another one just for the trip um back on your counseling subject right so what are you doing <laughs> back only, to sad oh no only sorry no no, no 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 i actually want to know though for i myself. like I don't give I, a fuck about these people listening but i also i also like i also like when people life isn't black and white and i think one of the things when we were touring on the last record we have fun on stage. Like we enjoy playing music together. And at some points we are laughing with each other. And then, you know, like the next minute I'm talking about Tom and I'm, I am upset, but people shouldn't be afraid of those like conflicting emotions, yeah. you know, it's like people at the moment having to go at nurses for like doing TikTok dances and yeah, stuff. It's like, do you off. want them to go home yeah. from their job, which is just looking after thousands of people dying in ICU who can't see yeah. their family, and then to go home and bring that misery into their house? They yeah. need to fucking do shit like that. That's the problem. And people are so... 
people people can't put themselves in in other people's situations like traumatic situations it's like oh one of the main things i remember speaking to dan about uh when we lost tom was just like just feel what you got to feel and don't block it off like if you got to be sad be sad and don't feel ashamed of it if you want to have a laugh and watch like tv and fucking piss yourself laughing and forget for a minute do it because that's just your body's way of coping so like, imagine having a go at someone that's just like watch somebody die and they go into the hallway and their friend's gone, come on, let's have a let's have a fucking dance. Okay, yeah. If anything, room. they should be literally applauded for being able to like disconnect or else yeah. otherwise you would you would have you get PC, PTSD. Yeah. It's mad. But yeah, back to it, back to it. Oh no, all I wanted to know is like are you still going and is it is yeah. through lockdown? Yeah. Is it on Zoom? No, it's it's one on one. But you, oh, so you have see, to I do. I want to go. You have to because I feel like I need to speak to someone. So we've had to like change the way we do it. Like at first, it was like just fine, you know, just going in there, and and now it's like very much like social distance, masks. But I didn't get on board with the Zoom, uh, the Zoom one. Oh so. mate, I think that would annoy me, and I I reckon I would just to piss, just to prove them wrong. I'd just be like, you know what, I'll do it right now. Yeah, right well, on I actually the fucking left, camera. I, during the first one, I actually stopped. I stopped going to the first counselor I was going to because. Uh, the second counselor I was going to because I was just like this isn't doing it for me at all it would yeah it would infuriate yeah. me well, well, well that's like, good that it's doing one on ones yeah yeah I, I think everyone should have some counselling because I think also the main a really difficult thing is as especially I think as an English person you're like I don't want to talk about myself I don't want to talk about myself too much like how are you mm. or like you use humour to get around it and you're like Whereas uh, Americans are very like, I'm doing this. This is what I'm up to. Yeah, and I've it's, just and alienated it's, half yeah. of the listener base. But it's there, important. But, I don't but, care. but that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Where it's like, with, where it's like, I don't want to. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> the way that the the way that they would be like, I've just been in therapy. Like it's way more normalized over there. Oh, you mean that? I just yeah. meant talking about yourself in general, like to someone. I'd be like, yeah. Why do you want to know? Why do yeah. you want to know this shit? So I think it's important to sort of like take that time to do it but yeah I'm still in it I go go every week I, I, I don't think I'll stop I don't think I'll stop if you can't stop won't stop once right. you once your brain pop yeah you won't you don't stop um, he just gives me Pringles when I walk in the door That's it's, just, it's just a Pringle Pringle dealer we just yeah. sit we yeah. just sit down great therapy session love you come home to Abby like yeah it was great it was a great therapy session you hungry you're just no. Like, nah. <laughs> nah 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 fucking sour cream and chive <laughs> exactly I can break vegan in there Wait, they're not vegan. No, nah, sour cream and chive aren't there, man. What the fuck? A lot Spilled of cream. Well, I do. I like Pringles. Do have little ticks on the back if it's vegan or not, which does help. It does help. I had uh, a, a lovely vegan dinner tonight. I'm fucking hungry again. It's only been an hour. I what? had two Beyond Burgers. It, don't knock it until you hear what it is, because I was in a hurry because I got home from streaming the drums and unsuccessfully buying dog food. Mm. Um. And then I was like, I need, I've got 20 minutes. I've got, it's got to be a quick cook and eat before the big dogs come in on the pod. Mm. So I cooked two Beyond Burgers, which I'm going to be in fucking deep trouble for because I didn't shut the kitchen door and you know the Beyond Burger smell. They'd be pongy. It's insane. It's like, it's honestly like, I feel like in 200 years when everyone's stopped smoking because we've evolved past the need to fucking put smoke in our lungs. And everyone's eating plant-based. 
there'll be like you know how like you go see an old house and it's got nicotine stains on the wall <laughs> it'll be it'll be beyond burger stains yeah there's a little bit of beyond staining oh. but nothing that won't come up with a deep so clean so great so great I love do you know I, I love that they're so readily available now I remember like the first tour in America like seeing them and being like I've heard about these for years yeah because <laughs> and if you haven't tried them it's it's the one burger that you could get uh, honestly you could I, I know people say this a lot I can't tell the difference you could get someone that eats meat to try it and they would be blown away I prefer it to like a meaty burger yeah it's real meaty isn't it In, well that, I think that's what the fucking nicotine stain is <laughs> from uh, fucking... uh, but anyway they, I just had they, two yeah just just mushed up Mushed. rice. Wow. Mushed up with rice. Yeah. I was in a hurry. You like really taking them apart, don't you? It's good stuff. Making yeah, your spag re- bowl. Recreate them. Spag bowl this. You're, you're beyond, roast that. Beyond influencer. Yeah. They call me, well, give me that shit for free because it is expensive. Although yeah. Costco, I got 20 burgers for... 40 quid. Wow. 36 quid. That's 20 good. burgers for 36 quid. That's good. And I'm just... And they are literally, other than like my computer and podcasting stuff, the only other thing I took from the other flat. God. Keep them in an iced bag. Get them, because they were frozen. I need to get them from A to B without any thawing. <laughs> Priorities. It's expensive. It's like fucking gold. Gold yeah. dust. There's like fiver for two. Fiver for two. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if you were going to get like premium beef farmed somewhere and it's it has is it has come from America as well but I think they've just bought somewhere in Germany so I think it will go down more Should be yeah good. if you were buying premium beef not only is the price probably around the same but there's also a life involved yeah there's a lot of guilt tax <laughs> a sentient life has to be has yeah. to end what about the protein? Yeah, I've seen people say online that it's grass-fed. Fuck off. That voice was insane. Uh, but my friend said sound, that... You sound like a ghost. <laughs> I am. I'm the ghost of someone's conscience. Uh, ooh. Ooh. Uh, I'm Daisy the Moo Cow. You ate me. Um... Right back to right back to the fucking darkness for one second. Um, oh no, it's too dark. I'm not in a dark mood now. I think it's good. I think what's good. I think your podcast that you did a while back, where you really opened up about everything. I obviously you're always open about everything, but when you really were were super open about that that situation, I think it's a lot a lot of uh, how to help people is in people's reactions as well. But how I, how I when you called me how when you called me throughout that period I like to think every time you called me I didn't go like oh my god I was just like okay cool like you'll be fine I had I've so been there so many friends that were like don't say that mate no don't no. but I go I'm phoning you because I want to tell someone this yeah yeah exactly and that was why that and I think that's one big thing from going to counselling and feeling those things is you sort of realise what you want to hear. And what you need to hear. Because in those situations, if someone goes, oh my God, don't say that, you go like, oh, well, I am insane. I, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. Whereas if when you when you told me, I was like, it's all good, man. I felt like that. You know, I've, I've been there, done this. And then you're like, oh, you know, it takes the foot off the gas, you know? The only thing I don't want, my, my only like, my only worry that I still have now, I've already said what I, all the stuff I've already said is that's out there. I just don't want people to like, 
oh, I don't know. I'm I'm caught in a trap of. I feel like this. I feel like sharing this, mm. and then when I feel better, I'm still a little bit like, oh, I'm, I'm I don't want to share that. I'm glad that I didn't share that. Mm. Um, I think that's because, human, isn't it? Well, it's really yeah. like it's exposing a side of you that you give so much of your life to people um, that sometimes you just like you don't want to. I think it's, it's really. But then I'm, it's like I'm caught in a thing where I'm like, this could genuinely help other people that feel exactly, like and it's not for you, is it? It's like I'm not. Yeah. You're not advertising anything there. You're just like I just want some. Someone might hear that and go, oh, that's like why I tell people I'm I'm on antidepressants. It's like I don't. I'm not like you know putting it in my fucking Insta bio, uh, but like it's like you know it's like <laughs> I, it, it, but I want if someone's hearing that and and feeling like they should go to the doctors and talk to someone, and like that's the conversation that makes them go like oh, you know that's a good thing. That's when I when I was talking to Brendan on the last podcast and he was talking about his ADHD ADD medication and making his dick small, mm. and then. At the end of the chat, he was like, oh, do you reckon we should delete that stuff? And I was like, no way. Someone is probably out there with their dick going small when they take the medication and they think that they've got a tiny dick or whatever. And then yeah. they hear their favourite singer in a band just <laughs> laughing about it. Like, yeah, my dick looks like a shrimp sometimes. Yeah. Like, I think the best, that is, the best it, thing, that's life. I think the best thing to do there is to try out other ones because I definitely have had friends that have been like, I can't come. And the, the, I've, I am absolutely fine in that department, I'll say. Which well, is had, which is um, really nice. It's nice, you know. I feel fortunate that I I don't have issues there because I know a lot of people that have. It depends. Yeah, it depends on the on the person, doesn't it's it? Not, you have it's to like keep... me. It's like me going like, yeah, I come. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but this is the thing. Like when some people just and they have a, me and Brennan talked about this as well. They have like a family doctor. Family yeah. doctor goes, "This is the antidepressant," and then you go back yeah, to them and you go, "Yeah, I'm not into this one," and they're like. That's the one I'm afraid, dude. <laughs> afraid that's it. So, hey. buddy, we're going to have to get rid of that duck. But what... Uh, so what... This is the thing that I debated. Share. I think I'd rather share it on a podcast with you rather than it be like a fucking... Because at the time, I was like, I'm going to share this on a solo podcast because I, I think it's important. Mm. And I would also like to know if anyone else feels like this. Yeah. But... Now I'm talking candidly with you. The reason I think I need to see someone is because... Let's see, now I'm getting nervous. Now I've got anxiety. Now I've got fucking... Now I've got the... I'm going on stage feeling. It's because when I was going to fucking kill myself, confirmed this is happening, mm. and then I didn't do it, but obviously ages ago, and I don't... It, that was like I went for a long period of my life where I was like just you know planning it. And yeah, going to happen. Yeah, it was a difficult. Um, but and that, now that's not going to happen. And I know it's not going to happen. But what happens? It's like I unlocked something in my brain mm. that I wish I could lock back up, which is like that's an option mm. because I was so close to like doing it mm. in my head now. If something goes wrong, like my oven didn't fucking turn up right or whatever, and a load, like my, I think I need three big things, not even that big, three annoying things to happen in a row, and my brain goes, "Yeah, just fucking kill yourself," and it's fucking insane. And I would just love it not to happen. I think the best, yeah, the best thing you can do is just go speak to someone. Like it's the easiest, the easiest, the hardest thing is saying that you've said it. The second hardest thing is making the phone call to find someone. The easiest thing is actually sitting in the room. 
once you're in there that's the that's the easiest bit the hardest the hardest bit i've ever found is literally calling them the amount of times i've like went to call someone and then just cut it off and be like or lied and was like yeah yeah i've emailed them i haven't heard back that's the hardest bit and and they're also actually just saying you need to speak to someone is the hardest bit but then also, I don't I'm going to do it. I would just no. like to just not have that thought. It's like, yeah, like the yeah. minute I was going to do it, that became like an option where it was like, okay, well, well it's, it's like a tra- it's, tra- it's traumatic. You, you, we were in a really traumatic space when 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 that happened, and you were going through some real serious shit, and that is almost going to be scarred in your mind. And the best thing about counselling is you go back to I find is you go back to that place and you open your your head up, and it's a complete fucking mess. And then what counselling does is it doesn't get rid of those memories. It just sorts it out and it like tidies the mind so that you can Instead go in of there. Having... Everything like, oh, here's my sick fill of the week over here. And, oh, there's there's the thought of me killing myself on top of writing the next stray record. You know, all of a sudden you like go like, okay, right. I can now open that door and kind of look around it when I need to. But then I know when to shut it as well. Rather than just like pushing the fucking door open and not being able to get through. What a fucking clever way to look at it because that is what it is and it's like it's just a big dark memory yeah and if i talk about it or think about it too much i like yeah it's like a, it's like feel a, my fucking adrenaline go yeah it's like I a room in, wanna... it's like a room in your house that you run past and you're like nope not going in there but it's there that's exactly it it's but... there you have to run past it so you're already thinking about it it's just being able to open the door and sort it out so that you can just walk past it being carefree okay that's dark that's very you're very you're enlightened man and may i say it is noticeable how much more chill you are yeah i mean certainly less crying phone calls <laughs> that, I re- that i receive yeah 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 no I'm, I'm feeling all right i'm feeling all right the right the running really has helped really has helped and and i think that's the other thing what shoes you wear in a run very nice I- nike ones what and are also, they? Because they call fucking Air Max running shoes. They're not running no, shoes. No, no. I just got Ali to send me. I think they're like Pegasus or something. Oh, I need that shit because I feel like <clears throat> I could go on a run. I think I'm feeling also, pretty runny. I think also the the. I mean, my my fiance is fucking amazing. Like just the best. So calm and and thoughtful and 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 just really yeah it has, has really changed changed my life for the better. Um. But then also like having Lucky and Sophia as well, it's just it's so, so wonderful to, I don't know, when you go through something so dark, like like you have, like when you go through that like sort of traumatic phase, once you, you know, put the time in and figure it out in your head and, and it, it, everything seems a bit easier. Yeah, I just want to make sure, because when you said the, the, the whole like, I was in a few relationships where I figured out I was the problem, mm. I just want to make sure I'm not being that guy. Because I'm not going that, I'm like. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> you were not that guy in the last one. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know that. But I mean, like now, it's like just the way I'm fucking. Obviously, I'm not fucking aggressive or anything. But the the self hatred that I yeah. Yeah. put out when something goes wrong. Yeah. It's real. It's it's such. In a... my head, I'm like, how long can someone put up with that? Yeah, She's yeah. an absolute fucking angel, though. Yeah. And the but other day, talked talked me down out of the whole thing, but. Yeah. Like you gotta, you, think you gotta go, to... go speak to, go find someone, man. It's the best. It's the best, man. It's like V Man. It's the best, man. It's V Man. Oh, it's fucking yeah. Oh, oh, oh. V Man actually WhatsApp me, no FaceTime me at like six a.m. his time the other day. No reason. <laughs> he was, oh, I need you to sort me out a drum kit. Oh, that's so, brilliant. 
what, what, what do you need a drum kit for? He's like, oh, clown's kid. He's playing some rubbish. Well, I can't remember what it was. Some whatever. I was like, it's 6 a.m. And he's like, yeah, but I need him playing Tama. I was like, yeah, but I could probably sort it out, mate. I could probably sort clown from Slipknot's fucking thing out. Yeah. Um, Classic V. I love him. So yeah, I love him so fun. much. We went to we went to uh, we went to a restaurant. Me, V Man, and Ali went to a restaurant in LA uh, called Crossroads, which is Travis Barker's restaurant. And when we were in there, it was me and Al and V sat on this like table together. And then behind us was Travis Barker and Suicide Boys. And then Joaquin Phoenix. Wow. Joaquin Phoenix walked in. No with, way. With Moby. And Pink was at Just the bar. Just having lunch together <laughs> yeah, and or Pink, dinner. Dinner. And Pink was at the bar drinking with someone as well. It was unreal. Oh, my God. It was a very, like, cool. Guess we made it then. It was that cool. is cool. Yeah. How yeah. much was it? Because I've seen it on... What did I see? I watched it on something. It was on comedians in cars getting coffee, I think. It's pretty good. It's not that it's much. It's not that much money. The, the drinks are the drinks are expensive, but that's because they've got, like, good... Good drinks in there, but yes. And the drinks in America are fucking expensive anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it just looks cool. It's not, it's not like super expensive, but it's like the best vegan chef in the world. The guy rules. What did V get? Because he, until recently, uh, he's he's veggie at the moment. Is he amazing? Um, and like, he, he, t- he turned up late, obviously, uh, and then just Classic. bought a bottle of wine. So. Just sat and drank a bottle of wine. I can yeah. visualise this whole... In fact, no, I can't because you told me the star-studded cast. But I can visualise the dynamic from you guys with him turning up late. Yeah. Just a bottle of your finest. Well, what would it... What Riocas you got? It, it was a Rioja. Yeah, of course it, it was. fucking was. <laughs> but then we got this... like... But we, me and Ali were like, oh, no, no, V-Man Diddy. V-Man Diddy, I think. But he was like... Uh, he was like... He was like, you, we were like, we'll get, we'll get this food, V-Man. He was like, no, 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 I'll get the food. You get the drinks. And we got the drinks. And it's more than the food. Yeah. <laughs> of course it fucking was. Yeah. Classic. It was good shit. Oh, he's going to come back on the pod as well. I'm, now I'm getting to the phase, right, where I've got two options, which is like, I either find new guests, which is quite... Sometimes I've done like maybe I've got maybe five or six recorded mm. that in my head I'm like I might just not release this because <laughs> the the spark's not there. Yeah, I really liked the uh, Ed Gamble one you did recently because obviously I hooked that up, uh, Sam Ambassador coming through. But I listened you to really that one. Did on, hook that up? I listened to that on my run the other day. I, I think it's I think it's cool that he. Uh, it's actually a full-blown metalhead. He's Not, more legit than me. Yeah, like an actual... And you. Yeah, way... Like, I can't believe he listens to us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... how metal he is. He, yeah, he's, like, listening to crusty fucking old man metal. <laughs> like metal where the singers are like this. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, like, the same riff for 11 minutes. <laughs> And Ed's just fucking rocking out before going on Mock the Week. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah. And he looks like he's just very preppy. Yeah, yeah. Those two, are, now, but those two are really, really great, great guys. I, I really appreciate you hooking that up. And then also, just like he was really, he was, I'm so gutted about the quality of my side, but he was so uh, 
easy to talk to immediately. Yeah. It was like, because obviously you're friends with him, it was like just immediately boys. Yeah. He was and just... then even afterwards, he, t- he texted me just out of the blue. Yeah. About like, oh, I forgot to tell you about the back patch that I had. Um, whatever and he was yeah. like oh i'll give you three guesses to what who it was and and he was like think british doom and i just went electric wizard number one and he was like oh my god you got it and i was yeah. like hang on are we mates now they're really both both of them are fantastic going and doing that podcast was amazing because i love i love off menu um it is the fucking best isn't but it? they're just i've I, after we did off menu i went for we went for lunch together and like at the end you're just like it's just nice when you meet people and like you say like when you just hit it off straight away um i text james the other day because i was watching um last leg they did like a new year's eve special um and they're like going around talking about their like heroes of the year and lorraine kelly says piers morgan oh mate it's so funny before before she finished james just goes go fuck yourself lorraine (laughs) i just just texted me like i texted me like that's the funniest one of the funniest things i've ever seen he replied being like thanks sam i'm really proud of it (laughs) Uh, on the, um, I can hear that in his voice as well. On the fucking, what's the qu- big fat quiz of the year this yeah. year when he was on that? God, man is really fucking funny. Yeah. yeah, I love it, man. I love it. We should probably talk about your fucking album. It's really good. I mean, good. we talked a little bit about making it. It is really good. Yeah. I've heard it. I've got it early, you fucking little prawns. <laughs> I've already heard it and I've had it for a while and it's really great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, What's your favourite track? I love Animals. I love Animals. It's the best Architect song. Yes. Yeah, it hit 10 million streams on um, I mean, Spotify I it's today. It's the best Architect song. It's one of my faves. Yeah. There's, it's impossible to pick a best. It's so it's amazing how well it's connected as well. Like just, It seems to be hitting... Um, yeah, everyone that hears it seems to like it, which is wicked. We just got like just another... Like, I think it's been like six, seven weeks playlisted on Radio 1. Which is unbelievable. On the A list, yeah. No C list. C list. Yeah, but on the on the not just being played on the rock. Show, yeah, like played the, played. This ev- is daytime. Here's Beyonce. Here's Architects. I literally got a tweet earlier on saying from someone being like, "Just danced in my car to Steps, and then you came on." It's like that's so sick. Biggest biggest dick energy ever. Yeah. Also, nice PRS in the middle of the day on the absolutely nice fucking publishing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that fucking big nasty riff, the yeah. tempo, the video, Dan's directoral so good. debut. Yeah. Yeah, it was so he, good. What I loved about that is I feel like me and Dan as drummers and as friends, maybe even before, I remember when Dan first asked me to drum tech and I'd met him like once, I knew you already. Yeah. But like even the first few text exchanges, I was like, this guy, we're just on the same fucking level. Yeah. And then like... Whenever I'm watching a video, I'm not a director, obviously. I'm not a doctor. I'm not anyone. I'm a shitty drama podcast man um, who sometimes wants to kill himself. And uh, But, like, when I watch, like, a video, sometimes I think, oh, I wish they'd just done that there. Like, just a little... Like it's panning the shot, and I think, I wish, you know, this would have happened. And yeah. I think that's just the way I watch anything. Yeah, yeah. The only... When I watch a Christopher Nolan film, there is never anything where I think, I wish he'd done this. Yeah. God. Same with Animals video. Yeah. There was, I was like, oh, I hope, I wish this was going to happen and then it would happen. And I was yeah. like, fucking damn. The shooting that was amazing. Like, he was such a pro and really obviously fought out everything. But, like, 
the actual shots themselves, I think a lot of people think that that smoke thing was like CGI. That's like actual smoke machine coming out of my hoodie uh, with a smoke machine strapped to my back. And it like I had to hold my breath for 30 seconds at a time. Um, it was it was super intense, but super it fun. It looks fucking crazy. Yeah. I want to just open a show with that with that or with like the guy with the fucking flares and shit i'm i'm just i just would like i'd like to play that song live <laughs> really would like to i'd like to play to say, that well, like surely to... you're playing it live as a single but then yeah. i remembered the global pandemic yeah yeah no i'd love i really would love to really you know would what love to. it was almost a year to the day that we played unified together god that was a good time this time yesterday a year ago i got sunburned yeah, it's minus four in Glasgow right now. Yeah. Although, when I think about it like that, I have come out of that quite well. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming to you from a brand new desk. Yeah, Mietzi desk. I've got a desk now. Old desk. During the first lockdown. Desk now. During the first One lockdown. One year ago, I didn't have a desk. Yeah, don't have a pot to piss in or a desk. Or a, I didn't have a desk to piss on, and here we are. Yeah, pro. Coming out, coming out of the world. But I'm very, um, I'm very right. proud of it. I don't. I feel like we didn't leave a stone unturned, and we, you know, we had a lot of time to back on the album. Perfect. Yeah. That's what I was gonna. I was gonna bring it back. To but think, you've done it. To think, we had a lot of time to really overthink things, and I just think it's a, it's a amazing uh, body of work, and yeah, I, I couldn't be more proud of of all of us really for uh, actually being able to create something so uh, grandiose in such a weird time. You know, the artwork fucking rips as well. It's amazing, isn't it? So I'm so stoked. It's like that. it's got that like iconic Mars Volta. It reminds me of like Floyd, like sort of like Pink yeah, Floyd. Like, yeah, like a Pink Floyd animal, same yeah. sort of colours, just yeah. like a. That's a much better example. And I like Mars Volta. With the, and but, a good a good thing about it as well is like when we when that came through, and and Dan had come up with that idea and then shot it. It was like I don't we don't need don't put the name on it. Don't put architects. Don't put the name of the album on it. Like just have it as that because then it's like then it looks like you know like Led Zeppelin I got those like, yeah, like Houses, Houses of the Holy vibe. like Abbey Road sort of it just you don't you know what it is when you look at it you know I love that about it it's a I nightmare mean, to put why, it on that's what Mars Volta did as well and it's a nightmare I'm to put like, it on t-shirts <laughs> unless you just want the CD box <laughs> well like a cartoon spaceman yeah um, but that's why I was thinking Mars Volta because but that's obviously what they did as well like you want to go for like iconic yeah fucking, just copy the seventies and the sixties, right? It's the best years. Um, Beatles movie coming out, isn't it? Oh no, we can't talk about. We got to talk about the album more. This is why I hate. Right, when I have to do. Like, like we don't need to. Talk, we don't need to talk about the album more. It's fine. Okay. Got the a funny al- story there's... from the studio. You got a. Hang on. When's the next single coming out? Or is it not soon? All right. I no, don't. I want to put this out soon. Yeah, I don't know when the next one is. I mean, you do, but you can't tell me. I get it. No, I don't. Um, I don't. We were supposed to be filming something, but then the lockdown rules. Can you talk? Can you talk about that? Because that fucking sucks. Yeah. Well, we were supposed to film. We were supposed to film some video, and then it fell through because there was like COVID. Everyone that would have been in there would have had to have been COVID tested, and there was like forty people on the video. And if any one person had it, the whole thing would have been shut down, and we'd have lost all of our money. So. In London at the moment, it's one in four people have it. So we um, we thought one in forty was pretty fucking likely. Um, so we, yeah, we had to can it. But you know, we've got some, we've got something else up our sleeves. We're we're pros. So there'll be a new one. There'll be another single soon. Yeah. 
It's a good one. You lost a lot of money. Yeah. It's a bloody good single, though, so it's all worth it. All right, you can't tell me which one it is, can you? But that's... I've I've listened to the album. Um, Right, here's one for you. Am I just fucking mental, or does the Biffy Clyro guy not sound like the Biffy Clyro guy on the album? Well, when he fucking starts screaming, my word. Sounds like he's in a black metal band. Honestly, I was like, that's him. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? He's got such an amazing voice. What's Such an name? amazing voice. I should Simon. know his name because Simon something. Simon Neil. Simon's, Simon Neil. Yeah. Simon, I'm in Scotland, motherfucker. Come on. Come hang. Come to my desk. Yeah. Come to my desk and have a fucking hangout. Um, but that's, how the fuck did that come about? He, well, we've, we've sort of been acquaintances with them for a while. You know, always it's like seeing each other at festivals and um, like award ceremonies and stuff and always like, Picked each other up in interviews and stuff. So um, he's actually really good friends with, like, real close with Benji Madden. Um, so I got his email off Benji Madden and then just flew into his email. And uh, he he was just like, "Yep, I'm ready to go. When do you need it? By I can go and do it whenever." And like within like three or four days, we had like his takes back, and it was unbelievable. That's fucking sick. Yeah. Who else is on it? Winston Parkway Drive. Winston from Parkway. Yeah. Oi, that song is fucking so sick. Yeah, and good. when he comes in, it is fu- it's like Parkway Drive with good production. <laughs> um, I mean, the new Parkway Drive has amazing production. I'm yeah. one of those people, right? I love the classic Parkway Drive. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, whatever. But I fucking love the new Parkway shit. Yeah, it's good shit. The like Bon Jovi fucking just festival. I absolutely love it. Yeah, and I think especially when you see it live, you're like, yep, perfect. That's why they wrote that fucking chorus. Yeah. The fucking Vice Grip chorus. I saw that, I think, maybe download whenever the last time we played together. And I was like, oh my God, this is fucking incredible. Winston Winston and Parkway, again, just people that have just always looked out for us always been really nice i remember we toured with them uh just like the first tour after like all our gods wasn't even out yet but we were playing some stuff off of it i think i think um and tom was like really sick on that tour like have was having to fly home have stuff checked and like have operations and then like fly back and then fucking hell which was crazy but they like gave up their whole rider for Tom. So like the budget, they just put all their money into like fresh fruit and veg for Tom, like everything that he needed every day, like went out of their way, like gave oh my like, it was God, that's unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah, like um, like first thing in the morning, their tour manager would come into our room and be like, What do you need? Like it was absolutely like un- uh, we'd never seen anything like it. It was unbelievable. Um, what but a then fucking bunch of legends. We've been we first toured with them. We first toured with them on before Hollow Crown came out. So we we toured with them on Ruin. Um, so we've known them for a, a real long time, and they're just like, yeah, just so lovely, best people. So to have him on a song was was like a like a I don't know something when we're dead and gone. Well, people will look back in time and be like, oh, they were mates. And it's the same with Mike from, from Royal Blood. And, you know, me and Benji and, and Mike are we're real good friends and spend so much time together. And it's nice to have that, like, solidified as, like, a story forever, you know, like, when we're dead. Like like Stray and you. Exactly, exactly. Although I wasn't on that fucking song, so... Which I always find mental, because I think 
Yeah, I always forget that. But you're on the live one, that's better. Many people say that. It's got that lovely it's got that lovely uh, little growl when it drops. Oh yeah. It's real good. Yeah. Um the Winston song, actually other than animals, I think the song Winston is my favourite one. Mm. Um Parkway, I tour with Parkway, but I don't know I don't know any of them. But I tour with Parkway Caliban, Parkway Drive someone else via atrophy wow. and it was like i can't remember any of the venues other than the basement at rock city so yeah. 150 camp yeah this was like 2005 or something and uh, there was one of the shows caliban were complete fucking assholes the whole fucking tour and uh one of the shows i can't remember who it was someone in our camp um went and clipped with pliers, all of the cables uh, to their like pedal boards and shit before they went on. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking ruined their whole show. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Banter. Um, well, it serves you right for being a bunch of fucking dicks. Yeah, I love that. I, I can't even remember what they did. They were probably being absolutely fine. We were probably just being drunk kids and they were like, we've allowed you on this tour and you're being cunts and turning up late or whatever. Yeah. And now I'm yeah, but anyway, that was funny. I got a memory. I just remember actually. Um, I remember counterparts were on a tour that we were on, and there was another band on. I'm not going to name and shame them, but their tech was an absolute asshole. And I'd heard from Brendan that the night before he'd gone on and started setting up um, the drummer's kit like while counterparts were still playing. And started moving their stuff on, like in counterparts, like allotted stage time. And do you, you know that venue in Germany where, like, the catering overlooks the venue? Is it in Munster somewhere? Or, or like the catering bit, you can like just sit up there and, and just watch the show. Um, and like all the uh, dressing rooms are like on balconies and stuff. So I was up there having dinner and I saw that guy, like the guitar tech, go to the stage like 15 minutes before the end of counterparts set to like start putting stuff on stage. And I ran down what well, we were headlining. Uh, this was, I mean, it was bless the fool's guitar tech. Um, and I ran, I ran. <laughs> I was literally like, come on. Yeah. I ran downstairs, ran over our riser, grabbed him and pulled him to one side and was like, <sighs> you don't fucking set foot on stage until counterparts are fucking finished. Now fucking go upstairs. And like, <laughs> dragged him off the stage and then Brendan came up for afterwards and was like that was fucking sick I was like well I was just angry so but I just remember yeah just don't be shitheads basically the, the rule is don't be a shithead on tour because we're all on tour we're all doing it together and if you are a shithead or you see someone being a shithead call them out and if you're power hun- hungry tech as well just oh, like, I get it you've got to have off. a little bit of it but also some of the all the best techs that I know and best photographers and stuff are the ones that are just oh, like just piss off here's the deal everyone's been on tour and we all know what could happen, what couldn't happen, what's allowed, what isn't allowed. This is what's allowed. Yeah. Please don't. Don't put your, don't put your drums on stage when counterparts are still playing their last two songs. (laughs) Please piss off. This isn't warp tour. I can't on the counterpart subject. Like I can't wait to just hear the stories of what Brendan's not taking on tour. Yeah from when they come back because he is fully just like you think I'm going to go on stage if you're not striking your drums I'm just not going to do it I'll go home I'll play with my cat I love it I love his cat 
Um, my AirPods are running out of battery. Cool, man. So we've we've had a good chat. It's been a lovely time. Yeah, I think this. We don't want to. I mean, I could talk all day to you. But. Yeah, so gazing into your eyes. Um, but I think a nice hoodie as well. Thank you, thank you. Fresh, fresh cut flowers. flowers. Yeah. Mm. I love. Oh, I love. Those right. are my. Those are my. My brands. The downbeat and and fresh cut flowers. That's my. That's what I live in. So other ambassador. Than, so other ambassador than, paid for his fucking clothes. Thank you. Thank you very much. What? Thank you. What? What a nice guy. Well, I just thought. About time, though, isn't it? Really? Yeah, you, well, yeah. That was the, the main thought. Was you've done a lot. <laughs> I'm like joking. That. But then also, it's like I like to put my money where my mouth is, and um, you know, if I'm going online, being like support like local businesses, support like people that you know that are actually doing these businesses, and then you just get it for free. It's ridiculous. So yeah, no, I, I, I always, especially so I when you like, get to the stage when you can afford it. Yeah, it just seems ridiculous. It just seems silly. So when you but please when you, continue to get free shit. Yeah, but then also, you know, I think it's nice to just to just do it every now and then, isn't it? Nice to be like, you know, I know that you're you're not on tour. I know you've I know you've just every five to ten drops. Just, yeah, I know you've yeah, just sling, bought, bought a fucking hoodie. place. Why not? Why not fucking buy it? Yeah? Thanks, mate. I'm the same. Like I saw Will Thompson was selling prints the other day. I was like, you know what? I could get these for free, but I'll just fucking buy them. Yeah. It's prints. You need some money. Yeah, and I, in fact, I bought my architect's ticket. Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, Royal Albert Hall, and I bought a T-shirt. Yeah, is it there yet? No, I don't want to <laughs> drop you in the shit. No, no, I've, trust no me. there was a nice, there was a nice email that went out, and it was just like, obviously, because of COVID, this shit is fucking slow. Oh yeah, and I, I know, I had to apologise the other day. I can't remember. I was like, not complaining, but I was like, where's my order at? Mm. And then the person replied. No, it was even before the person replied. I was just a bit worried because it's one of like his Christmas presents. And I was like, I replied to myself and I was like, I'm really sorry. Just ignore that. Like, I'm aware the world is completely fucked. Yeah. It's like, it comes when it comes. I and the that, person replied back. I bet that made them laugh though. Honestly, they were like, ha ha, yeah, it's funny. This is the approximate delay. Like, I appreciate you going back on it because yeah. we're obviously getting millions of these. Yeah, that's it. Not ev- Everyone needs to understand not everything's Amazon. Sometimes it's a one exactly. person operation. This was... This was this was lush. Yeah. It wasn't a one-person operation, but no. boy, she's smelling good, though. <laughs> yeah, that's. I've got. A, I've got. A, I used to have a friend at Lush, um, and she actually used to like send like boxes of bath bombs, which was so sick. Oh, but ne- but then I didn't have a bath for like two years because of the place I was renting, and now I got a bath. But now I go. No. And, but now I go and buy them. So we got this place has a bath. It's fucking. It, it's like not the most comfortable bath in the world and it kind of bummed me out because I just got back into baths for the same reason as you. Didn't have a bath for ages. Yeah. I bought a bath pillow from Amazon. Yeah. It was 30 quid. Yeah. And I was like, this might make, you know, it might make the bath a little bit better. <laughs> Fuck me. How are they just not a thing? Do you know who's got the, do you know who's got the sickest bath? Who? Benji uh, Thatcher Royal Blood. Royal Blood. He's got a t- well, he's, got a he's, got a, he's got an amazing bath, but then he's also got a TV in the wall. <laughs> so he'll just like text me watching match of the day, and it's just in the wall. And I'm like, you just when you think you're doing well, and then you see that, and you're like, you bastard. That is fucking sick. I want that, and I would have that, but my bath, there was nowhere where it could go, where I wouldn't be having to watch with like my neck tilted. I just realised that we weren't filming this, so moving away from the mic there. Oh, I'm a pro. 
That's fine. I mean, I'm the same. I can't really, after p- ripping the plaster off the walls the other day, I can't really wall mount that much stuff in here, let alone a TV. That's what happened. Oh, yeah. I The oven didn't work and then I ripped a 60, it is a 65 inch TV off the make sure it's not wall. On, make sure it's not on game mode though. Oh, it's been a while. <laughs> been a while. Um, my battery's going to die and I don't yeah. want it to die without a nice goodbye. I love you I love you very much. I will save this and send this over to you so it sounds Thank lovely. I hope, I hope I haven't fucked it up like I did with the Ed Gamble one. Uh, let's debrief away from the microphones. I love you very much. Goodbye. Love you. Goodbye.